Good day, everyone. This is Matt with the Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. Today is Wednesday, August 25th, 2021. I hope you are doing good and resting in the freedom and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I got my Jovalia cup of coffee, and I'm ready to share with you today. It's good to be back with you as I've been out for a few weeks. I hope you've been able to catch up on some other podcast. This is a ministry. We have a ministry called Freedom For You and a podcast called A Cup of Freedom where we talk about all things freedom in Christ and how that just can impact every area of our lives as we fully embrace the freedom that we have. Jesus says that if the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. That's what we believe here, that we are already living from a from a place of freedom, not still trying to strive and go after freedom, but we already have the freedom through Jesus Christ, and because we're in union with Him and our identity is with Him. And so today I want to talk about this idea of false beliefs and strongholds. Whether we want to use the word false beliefs or lying beliefs or just lies, uh, most of what I'm, de- I'm dealing with in, in, in my own freedom journey and then now as a, as a counselor and a coach working with other people is, 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 is just that. It's, 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 getting to a point where they can recognize what false beliefs they have. Because a lot of people don't even really know what they believe, why they believe it, who told it to them, and, and all on and on and on. And so, so the quicker I can get to a place where they can recognize a false belief and what, why did I believe that, and is it true based on God's Word, and then replacing it with God's truth, the sooner that I believe we can begin to live in freedom. We're already free. But as I've said before in this podcast, we're not always living free. So I want to talk about this idea of a false belief because I think uh, it's, it keeps us in bondage. And the word I'm going to use today is what Scripture uses, which is stronghold. It keeps us in a stronghold, okay? That word together, right? Stronghold, like it has a hold over us. And oftentimes, because we don't even know that we're believing it, and I've said this before too, that, if, that we will not act consistently beyond what we believe. So you will not live in a way that uh, for a long period of time, for a consistent period of time, uh, inconsistent with what you believe. So if you're believing a lie, you're going you're gonna to more often than not live out that lie. And so I'll share a few of my own false beliefs that I had and, and sometimes still, still struggle with. But let me just go ahead and define what I mean by a false belief. Because I talk a lot about identity as well, and so if, if I'm believing a false belief about my identity, and my identity is, is, is what God says about me now as a new creation in Christ, if I'm believing a false belief that's not true, then it's going to contradict God's truth. It's going to go against God's, God's word and God's truth about who I am. And so the question becomes, well, am I believing something that's not true about myself now in Christ or about God or about other people even? Okay, so a false belief really then is just that it's a it's a belief that does not line up with the truth of God's will. It's basically something that 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 whether we were told it here's how here's how they can develop right as as kids we start we start receiving all kinds of messages. You know, if we were fortunate enough to be born into a home that that taught us about Jesus, which I was, I'm very grateful for that. Then. We had a lot of positive messages, but we also had other messages from the world, from even our families, from just all kinds of things. 
So we started receiving, internalizing those messages. And some of those were probably good, some positive messages. Some of those were probably not some very good messages. And so at some point in time, we start developing this identity of what, who we think we are based on these messages. And we develop beliefs. We develop a belief system of here's, here's, uh, here's who I am. And so for me, uh, in about my teenage years, as I really began to start wrestling with with my identity, my one of my core beliefs that was a lying belief that at some point I and I agreed to it. Here's the other side of this: is that it, uh, we we can't we don't actually the, the the false belief doesn't become a reality to us unless we agree with it and attach ourselves to it. That that's when it becomes the stronghold uh, because I can reject that lie and it doesn't become a reality for me. But if I don't reject it, if I if I acknowledge it and accept it, then I've I've received it as truth whether it's true or not. So, so for example, for me, one of my core false beliefs was that I was unworthy. There was something wrong with me, just me. I was unacceptable, unworthy, uh, something wrong with me, inadequate. And as a teenager, that's very difficult because your, your whole world as a teenager is what other people think of you, right? And so here I am not thinking very highly of myself, uh, and so that that false belief just began to to just bleed into every area of my life, which would include becoming more of a performer and approval addict. I would try to perform, make people like me through sports, and then also more on the on the negative side, led me into when pornography was introduced. It, it was something that I just I I just attached myself to it because I already felt unworthy, unacceptable, and adequate. Well, pornography was going to feed into all of those lies. And say, ah, you don't don't worry about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna accept you as you are, and so so that's a that's an example of a false belief, but that didn't line up with God's truth because I I trusted Christ at a young age, and so I didn't know what my new identity was uh, at that time, and I actually lived probably thirty plus years of my Christian life until my mid thirties of not really knowing who I was in Christ and the full impact of of what happened not just for me but to me. At salvation, and I've been I've been kind of just God's been renewing my mind to those truths over these last uh, ten years or so, and especially these last four or five years. But but that that's what a false belief is. It's something that doesn't line up with God's truth, and we get so we get these messages, and here's where it happens: we we start getting these messages, and if we receive them and attach ourselves to them, they get reinforced over time. So a, a lie that I'm unworthy. Over time, I keep, then I, okay, yeah, must be something wrong with me. Look what, look at how they rejected me or look at what they, so I, I attach myself to it. Then I start actually agreeing with it and telling myself, yes, that's true. I have that little tape recorder in my head that says, yeah, you know what, Matt, there's something, there must be something wrong with you. You are unworthy. You are unacceptable. You are inadequate. There's, there's something wrong with you. And so that, that, that was the kind of the tape recorder. That was the false belief. I would have never said that out loud per se, but everything in my behavior and actions, uh, were, were not everything, but most things were, were coming out that way based on that false belief. And that's been kind of the core false belief of my entire freedom journey is this idea of there's something wrong with me when Jesus is trying to tell me, no, there's everything right with you because I'm in you. And so now it's just embracing and agreeing with that and rejecting those lies and those false beliefs, which we'll get to in a minute. But that's how it, how, that's how it happens. The false belief is presented to us, okay? And then, and then we, we accept it. We agree with it or not. 
And if we agree with it and then it gets reinforced over time, guess what happens? It becomes truth to us. Something that's actually a lie actually becomes our reality and, and truth. And when I talk to guys all the time, it's, it's this shame identity. It's this, they feel shameful, but then they attach their identity. I feel shameful because look what I've been doing and look at all this. And then, then they just eventually just attach that as their identity as a false belief. Why well, I, I am, I am ashamed. I am shameful. And God's ashamed of me. All these kind of things that just develop and, and they're not true. And so, but they become true to us because they've been reinforced over time. And, and here's the thing: if we continue to accept them and continue to either tell ourselves that or buy into the lie and agree with it in some way, and we agree with that false belief and we take ownership of it, they're going to continue to become entrenched in us. And here's where the word stronghold comes in: they're going to continue to just be be entrenched to a point that we we actually really have a stronghold. We have a serious serious problem. So again, my false belief being unworthy that developed into a serious problem because I was going to go out either one of two ways, try to prove myself to be worthy, and that was through my performance and through getting approval of others and getting acceptance from others. That was the one side of it. The other side of it was, well, I'm also going to prove that I that I actually am unworthy. And that's going to come through that was coming through some of the more destructive behaviors of of uh, of pornography and, and just other things like that. So that's that's the two sides of it. And so here here's what I think we here's a, just a few false beliefs that we can have. Some of them you would think about. Oh yeah, I can recognize that. Those are we consider them more of the negative side. But then we also have some that are more on what I would call the the self side. The 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 uh, and I'll get to that in a minute. But the, but some of the some of the false beliefs that we can have. Uh, just as more what we consider the negative side would be un- unworthy, unacceptable, rejected, a failure, anxious, inadequate, weak, insecure, fe- fearful, uh, on and on that go, unlovable, okay, all those kind of things. So those are some of the false beliefs we can have, uh, the more the negative side. Here's where it gets a little more tricky, and here's where it gets <laughs> a little bit is, is more what I would call the self side of it, where we can look at these, and even sometimes in Christian circles they can be applauded as well, look at that self-sufficient person. Look at that self-confidence. Look at that success in their in their in their in their selves. Look at their resourcefulness and their competence and their strength in their self and their security. It, all those self words that come in there can also set up for ourselves for a uh, for a false belief. Because what happens when that that falls apart? That self-sufficiency and we can't get it done. And they may be self-sufficient. Let's just give an example. You know, a guy may be self-sufficient in his work and really, really be able to take care of that. But then his home life is a mess. Maybe his marriage is a mess. The self-sufficiency doesn't work there because he's he's fully self-sufficient in providing for his family financially. But there may be that self-sufficiency is just not getting it done in his relationships and his marriage. So the self kind of that self side of it. Is uh, is a self reliance. It's it's putting it's putting my hope in myself, and this come even comes into play with uh, you know addiction and pornography. If I believe that somehow I'm missing something and I can I can get stronger and try harder and become become uh, you know in control, then I can overcome this this addiction. And and the, the the reality of that is the more we put trust in our own strength and our own self and our own resources. The harder the battle gets, 
and the less freedom that we have. So, so that's that's just a few examples. Now, here's the scripture I want to go over. Is actually a couple, but Second Corinthians ten. Uh, three through five, and this is where we ha- find the word uh, strongholds. And Paul's Paul's talking here, and he says, "For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought." To make it obedient to Christ. Powerful scripture here. Let's unpack this. First of all, he's saying we live in the world. Yes, as believers in Christ, that is still a reality for us. We are living in the world, and sometimes the world can overwhelm us, especially right now, right, with everything going on. Okay, so we live in the world, but he's saying we don't. We don't go at this. We're not going at these struggles the way the world does. Okay, and this is so important to. To see now is so much, so many Christians I believe are getting drawn into these battles that are just Paul saying, "Well, no, don't wage war against that because that's not that, that's how the world does it. We as Christians have a have a different way of dealing with this." And then he says it in verse four: "The weapons that we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. What's this divine power? It's the Spirit of God in us." Divine power lives in us through Jesus Christ. Divine, that's, that's, that, is the, that is what's going to demolish these false beliefs in our minds. Now, I want to say, this: these do not live in our hearts, our spirits, because our spirits have been made brand new. These false beliefs are what we have accepted in our minds. Now, our minds are still acceptable to God. We don't have dirty minds. I don't want you to think think that. Okay, our, our minds are part of our soul, and I'm going to do a series probably on the difference between body, soul, and spirit, because that's so huge to know that difference. But, but our, our minds are part of our soul, and our souls are acceptable to God. Okay, so I, I may do a part two on where these thoughts are coming from later on, but that's what I want us to know. So, so when we're demolishing, when this divine power is demolishing the strongholds, that's what it's doing. It's in our minds, because that's where we have accepted these beliefs, we've accepted them in our thoughts. The thought comes to us, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a failure. Let's just say that's one of the thoughts. And if I agree with that, then I've internalized it, I've accepted it as truth, then that's going to be, I'm, I'm attaching that to my identity and that's a lie. And I'm believing that in my, that's a thought and a belief. So, so then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to act on that in ways of proving myself either not to be a failure or, well, yeah, I am a failure. Screw it. I'm just going to go and do whatever I want to do. That's how it lives out. Those of you that are the go-getters are going to probably try to prove yourself to not be the failure. Those of you that are more more the uh, feelers, I guess, if you will, and kind of the type B personalities are going to be more of the just sit back and kind of woe is me kind of thing. Okay. So, so divine power to demolish. What's the stronghold again? The stronghold is the lie. And I believe this to be the Satan is the he is the he's called the father of lies. He is presenting these lies to us, whether they're coming from the world, the flesh, whatever he's throwing at us. He is the father of lies. He works in the he wants to work in the area of unbelief for us. He doesn't want us to believe everything that's true about our new identity. So he presents these false beliefs to us. Oh, yeah, you're unworthy. You're unacceptable. Oh, yeah, you're self-sufficient, by the way. You can get it done. You're self-reliant. Oh, you're in control. 
oh, you you got all the resources you need. And then at some point we're like, wait a minute. We've attached ourselves to it. It's become true to us. And here's the here's what's going to set us free. <laughs> the divine power. We have the, we're not lacking the divine power. I want you to hear that today, Christian. Uh, you, we are not lacking the divine power. The divine power lives in us through the Spirit of God, and that's what's going to demolish the stronghold. You, you can stop. You can, you can stop trying to de- demolish these false beliefs. Now, it's important to recognize them, but you don't have to get overly introspective. You can probably, out of those that list I just gave you, you can probably think of one or two or three that probably are your core ones right there. And then what's the key? Well, then I replace it with God's truth. I've, here's how the Spirit demolishes it. He says in verse 5, we devol- demolish the arguments. What are the arguments? <laughs> if, God, if you're trying to get into an argument with somebody, that's part of it, okay? But the argument is, and, every, and then it says every pretension, okay? What is it? What's that? The pretension is trying, it's trying to tell you and argue with you that, oh, that's not true, that's not true, and the enemy doesn't necessarily want to argue with us. He's not going to. He's just going to. He's just going to give us that lie, and we're either going to take it or not. But that's when we get into these arguments and in, 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 within the church and within the body of Christ of of all these things. And it's like, no, we demolish those arguments that are things are not <laughs> that are not true, and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. So that's what's demol. It's the divine power that's devo- demolishing these arguments. That are saying you are you are uh, rejectionable. You are a failure. You are anxious. You are weak. Uh, you are. And again, let me say with with weak weakness is not necessarily a bad thing in Scripture because because where Paul says where I am weak, then I am strong. So weakness is actually something that can be can be a good recognition of if myself. Uh, a lot of times, though, as men, we we can we. Use it in a negative way of thinking. Well, if I'm weak, then I'm not capable of doing something. So that's, I just wanted to clarify that. So weakness actually doesn't necessarily have to be a a negative false belief, because to believe that I'm weak, well, that acknowledges my dependency on Christ. My strength is in Him, because uh, we are weak. We are dependent creatures. We we must depend on Jesus. Otherwise, we don't have a shot at this. So, so that's that's that, and then, and then the, the last part of that is, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So, that's our action step. Our action step then can be here's where divine power is demolishing the stronghold. He's going to reveal the Spirit of God will reveal to you if you seek Him out on this. He'll reveal to you where these core false beliefs exist. In, in in you know what have you agreed to what have you accepted as truth and reality he's going to reveal that and then at that point in time it's like wait a minute oh wow that's what i believed i actually believed that i was unworthy unacceptable a failure to god uh, uh that's that was my core belief and then and then i can at that point reject that i can take it captive that's my other word for rejecting i can re- i can reject that lie and take it captive and make it obedient to Christ. This is not about me doing anything. It's about me. The obedience here is agreeing with the truth of who I am. That's the obedience. I reject it and then it's replaced with God's truth. Wait a minute. Matt, you are fully worthy in me. You are fully worthy because I've remade you. You are reborn in the Spirit of God. You're a new creation. You're fully worthy. And I see you as fully worthy apart from what you're doing and not doing. Matt, you're more than acceptable in me. Because because I've made you acceptable, you've been remade, 
and you've been reborn in the spirit, Matt, I don't reject you. Matt, you're not inadequate. You're more than adequate in me. Matt, you're not defeated. Matt, you're not fearful. I haven't given you a spirit of fear. I've given you a spirit of power and strength in me. And so, so, so we can replace that. That's the key there is replacing it with God's truth. And that's where the that's where the strongholds get demolished. And 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 I'm not saying this is going to be easy because most people, as I say, don't really know what they believe. And if we don't get to that root thing, and we're just still trying to manage behaviors, why am I still doing this? And, and I've did a podcast a while back about that. Why why we're doing it is because we're still living out of a lie in some ways. And so let's just get practical with this real quick with pornography. If I the core lie for me was one of two things was. Um, I'm never going to get victory over this. This is going to be just something I'm going to deal with the rest of my life. That was one of the lies. And then the second one was, well, I just, I can actually, there's something that I'm lacking or I, something I need to get that I don't have to be able to find victory over this. Those were two lies that I believed about dealing with my pornography addiction, and both of them are not true. So the second one there is, well, no, I have, I have already the fullness of Christ in me. He's already set me free. I'm operating from a place of freedom. Now I need to know that and then, and then choose that and embrace it and agree that I'm already set free. I'm already coming from a place of victory. I already have the victory, but I may not be choosing it. So what do I choose today? Do I set my mind on the things that are true about my new identity? And and the first one of well never never being able to, to find freedom in this that was a core lie because what it doesn't make any sense that Jesus would through salvation we know it's only through Him and then all of a sudden He would just kind of leave us on our own to figure out okay well now now that you're saved go ahead and figure out all these strongholds you know in your life and good luck with that it doesn't make any sense He's given us His divine power to demolish these strongholds. That's the power we have. It's His power in us. And then we choose. We're not waging war the way the world wages war. We're waging war with the divine power that's in us. That's what's going to be our victory because we're already coming from a place of victory. And I want to leave you with this verse because this is, this is what happens, I believe, to, to us as we, as we have these false beliefs. But this is Ephesians 4.14, and I, I don't know that I really... Spent a lot of time in this verse, but this really speaks to a lot of what I think we're dealing with with our false beliefs. And and in Ephesians 4.14, it says this, Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. Now, this verse can obviously be taken to say false teachers, false people that have spoken. And, and again, I, I had I, I sat in the church my entire life, and I've heard some teaching that's been really great, some teaching that's not been so great. But I'm, the Holy Spirit's gotten to me, me to a place now where I can discern, wait a minute, what he's saying there is freedom, and what he's saying there is putting more bondage on me. I'm not always perfect at that, but the Spirit of God is helping me to discern that. And so any time, and that's where I say you... He's, Paul's saying there, you will no longer be infants. I just came back from the ocean. He says, tossed back and forth by the waves. It's like, what do I believe? Do I believe this teaching? Do I follow this pastor? Do I believe this book? Do I believe... We, 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 can, we can stop that and just embrace the truth of who we are in Christ. And this is where the stronghold comes in because then he says, I'm just tossed back and forth, blown here and there by every kind of teaching. 
And whether they're trying to be deceitful or not, there's I think there's some good-hearted Christians out there that are teaching, because I was there too, that was putting people into bondage and keep and actually keeping them in their strongholds. I don't think they're doing that on purpose. Not everybody is. But now, but can we recognize it? What is truth and what is a lie? Because there's so much out there now that's trying to, I think, keep us in these strongholds, especially, and the teaching is within the church. And so, so, so he says, don't, don't buy into that. Don't be tossed back and forth by it. Let's embrace the truth. Let's embrace the truth of our new life in Jesus, our new life in Christ, the new creation that we are. That's what's going to demolish the stronghold, and that's what's going to be your freedom with whatever struggle it is. Doesn't have to be pornography. It can be just, in general, just um, discouragement or whatever that may be, or or fear, or uh, you got to be in control, or uh, you're just you, you just whatever the stronghold is, inadequacy, insecure, whatever that is. Let the truth of God's word set you free, because He says you're fully secure in Him, fully acceptable in Him. You're new in Him, and that's the choice that we can use, and we, we, we set our minds on that, and we accept that, and we believe that, and that's the freedom journey, because again, we will not live beyond what we believe. So I'm going to unpack this a little bit more the next time, but I wanted you to get an idea of this these strongholds that happen, and that's a lot of the reason why we're doing what we're doing, and why we can't stop certain behaviors, and we're wondering, why can't I just stop doing this? Well, more than likely, it's because of a false belief that you've attached yourself to, and it's become truth to you, and that's how you're now living. And let the truth of Christ in you set you free, because if the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. I hope this encourages you. If you'd like to reach out to us for one-on-one coaching, uh, we, we have that available. You can contact us, and we would love to walk with you on your journey to freedom. We also have some exciting things coming up. We're going to be doing some podcasts on mental health coming up and also have a, a new online group starting in September. So I'll post some information about that as well. So as we say on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.